on the count of podcast. God passed. All right, so we wait then for you to do a rider. <laughs> sorry, I just had a stroke. I'm sorry. <laughs> podcast. Hey, there it is. Welcome to the I Hate Critics 1993 podcast. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. With me is Amy. Hello. And MJ. Hello. Uh, Amy has started the Facebook page. I did. I'm excited about it. And don't forget that our podcast is brought to you by Fiero. <laughs> the only car that child support will allow you to afford. <laughs> Fiero, proud unofficial sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you to the folks at Fiero. <laughs> By that I mean Brandon at the gas station. Brandon at the gas station. <laughs> he drives his drives his Fiero to work every That's day. That's right. And we actually posted it on here that uh, it's uh, Fiero, the car your older cousin Tad drove in 1985. <laughs> Tad. Tad. It's like the 80th name I've ever heard. <laughs> there, there should have been a Tad in this movie. I was gonna say, you know, maybe we should actually change it to like. Saturn, because wasn't that more of a '90s car? <laughs> and the, I prefer Fiero. You want a, You want a Fiero? Okay, okay. I always wanted one when I was a kid. Why? Because they're cool. Was it the? Sw- <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Is it because the lights pop up in the front yeah. and there's a spoiler on the back? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. We watch Judgment Night. <laughs> Judgment Night, 1993. Yes. Oh, what a what a movie. Your favorite movie so far. What a movie. MJ, you want to take us through the uh, plot? (laughs) You just want to talk about the movie the entire time. This lovely group of four dudes tried to go to a uh, wrestling, or no, it wasn't a boxing 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 match, but they got caught in some Chicago traffic (laughs) in a giant van. Caravan. Caravan. That had three that, TVs. Yes, three TVs and a lot of alcohol. Two of them only this driver could see, which is a kind of a choice. I thought it was <laughs> Just in case you get bored of driving. Yeah. Just watch TV. Also had Duck Hunt. Oh, I did have Duck Hunt, though. Man, that's old, oh, old school Nintendo. <laughs> I wanted this movie well, just Was that the only that. game that used the gun? Yeah. Was Duck Hunt? Or were yeah. there other games? I don't remember well enough to know if other games used the gun or not. I... Because I think we unplugged it and used it on each other like we were going to try and shoot each other. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Or as they call them on TikTok, pew, pew. <laughs> it's funny. I just did that in the bathroom. Like, pew, pew. <laughs> um, yeah, what a nightmare this movie was. And, and was, yeah. again, I should say, this was my idea only because the soundtrack fucking slaps. And that's it. That's it. Although it's it not does. in the movie. Only yeah. They only use four songs from the, from the CD, but... Whatever. Literally, if you look up Judgment Night online, the first thing that comes up is the soundtrack. <laughs> which is oh, you have to like take an extra step to open up any information about the movie, which I think is appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this movie is a fucking nightmare. Uh, it stars uh, Emilio Estevez as Francis. Ah, don't call him Francis. Oh, I don't call him Francis. Don't call him. Francis. Don't call him that. <laughs> Not Francis. Uh, oh. Frank. Uh, he's Frank, along with I, everybody else's name. I don't know. The only reason I know Francis is because, like, the because Dennis Leary says his Francis. name a bunch of times. But what about Razor? <laughs> Razor, the, the, the old Ray Man, the Razor, Razor. Ray Cochran, Ray Cochran, <laughs> appropriate name for Jeremy Piven's <laughs> character in this movie. Uh, then Cuban Gooding Jr. was Mike. Yeah, 
He was. I heard that a few times. I think I made fun of him. <laughs> what, because of his vest? <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I said his name uh, as a joke was Mike. Oh, really? <laughs> it actually is Mike his, Peterson. His name was actually Mike. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, his last name is Peterson. You know how I know? Because I went to Wikipedia and did my research before this. <laughs> now, was Steven Dorf, when he rolled up, was he driving a Fiero? <laughs> he may have been. I didn't take that notice it of it. Yellow, but yeah. I think it was like a yellow. It was a tiny. Hero. It was a tiny car. <gasps> Stephen oh, Dorff uh, plays uh, Frank's brother, John. Yeah, John Boy. So the the Jeremy Piven is their jerk friend who shows up with a giant uh, bus <laughs> to take them to. Uh, it's like this. It's like the battle van from Stripes. Oh yeah, it is like <laughs> the battle van. It's also like the van from Angel's Revenge, if anyone's ever seen that. <laughs> but there's no turn gun in it. Turn gun? There's no turn gun. But, yeah, I mean, this this thing, I mean, it was it was kitted out. That, that van, like, yeah. I mean, it, leather seats. We had a van. Uh, that had a TV in When it. I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, there was a van that had uh, an uh, Atari in the back. That was, and I we, played that. We did play it quite often. Um, it also had uh, curtains on it that I would take the curtain holders off and put them on my wrist like they were wristbands. <laughs> oh, I miss that man. Fashion icon. Oh, they were velour, so obviously. Oh, wow. I was styling and profiling, as they say in the 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> who are you, Ric Flair? <laughs> None of your business who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeremy Piven. The, again, this is this is pre-plugged. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> uh, that bitch is losing his hair in this movie. Yeah, the, in case you didn't realize. <laughs> I, uh, Chris, now it's been a while since he got canceled, so I'm not sure anybody even knows who he is anymore. Uh, I would recommend watching PCU before. No, watching do Judgment not. Night. Don't watch PCU. Watch PCU. <laughs> don't, don't. It's gonna piss you off. Oh my god! If you watch PCU. There's just no way that movie holds up. Like I can remember liking that as a kid, and like, yeah. there's no way that movie holds no, up. No, <laughs> because remember in the movie they called um, feminist feminazis. Oh god! Oh, and I used oh. to think that was funny, it, like in my twenties. <sighs> so so me. edgy. So, so edgy. Uh, I went ahead and added myself to the cunt list for that. <laughs> and I added Jeremy Piven, so we're yeah. on here. What was it? Sexual harassment that he did? I, I think it was just he sexually his harassed face harassing all of us, <laughs> just for being super obnoxious. Good Christ! You know what? That was the whole like the beginning of this movie starts off just innocently enough. It's Emilio Estevez, his hot wife, and their baby just talking arguing. on the front porch. Yeah, yeah arguing at the front porch because he's porch. like leaving his pregnant wife or leaving his new, the mother of his child for the first time in two months and. Well, because like, he hasn't had a break. Do these people... <laughs> Man go see boxing, women stay home, watch baby. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I did love her line. She goes, oh, it sounds like you haven't had a break as long as I haven't. Interesting. <laughs> that was actually a line. You so. might want to... I want to mention those nine months prior to that. Too. Exactly. <laughs> Lugging around your spawn in my stomach all fucking nine months. <laughs> Emilio. I mean, I'm sorry, Francis. I mean, he needs a what night off, clearly. He needs a night with the guys. He's got to take a night off. Sausage party. But you Game know what on. should never happen is the, the couple should never be apart for any reason. No. <laughs> they should never... Isn't that like, it, 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 like that's a law in marriage is that you, you have to be next to each other the entire time? That, that, and after, after 20 years, you, you call each other mom and dad. Oh my God. Oh. No. I thought we talked about that. No, thank you. Our, 
grandparents <laughs> did that. Soup and Papa did that. Like, ah. Hey, Mom, I'll have some more potatoes. No. No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Your mom's not here, dude. No. This is definitely a couple, though, that's exchanging those memes about, you know, oh, the ball and chain. Oh. oh. Just want a night out with the dudes. That's all I want. You're a woman. I mean, you could do a woman's night every once a month, maybe, right? Once a year. But you've what if you so much as look at another man? <laughs> <laughs> She's flirting with Terry from accounting. Oh, Terry. Not Terry from accounting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not gender neutral Terry either. They're no. <laughs> no. T R R Y. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Terry from accounting. That'd be kind of odd. <laughs> like, if we're thinking, like, Terry Hatcher from accounting. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Jeremy Piven's horrible in this movie. And and so, like I said, we start off with this innocent enough exchange between this couple and their dumb baby. I don't know why I called the baby dumb. Yeah, what you was just, that I about? I think you just hate babies. I just hate babies. <laughs> That's true. Unless I'm related to them, I don't care. Um, but then, all of a sudden, yeah, Jeremy Piven rolls up in this caravan, and... Cuba Gooding Jr. shows up, and everybody's just screaming and talking over each other. It was the most anxious 10, what, 30 <laughs> minutes we went to her. Don't worry, we'll get it before, get a hold at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we never actually... I never understood that. Like, yeah. the, the, the whole thing about, like, uh, oh, we're going to get them all by 8 a.m. You know, like, the whole, like, bachelor party culture, I've never understood. Because, like, wait, they have to get pussy before they get married. <laughs> Like, it's like, that's the last person you're going to sleep with. I'm like, I'm sorry, you've never been introduced to all... non-monogamy kind of a relationship. Why do they all make that same joke, though? Because what is that about? It, it's, it's so, it's so boomery. You oh. know? It is, it is, yeah. right? Women, am I right? <laughs> you know? No, I'm asking. Am, am I, I right? <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Sinbad? Like I always think of the comedian Sinbad. He's like, um, what does he say? Like, ladies, am I right? <laughs> and he's referencing ladies. Like, God, these dumb girls, these dumb fucking idiot girls. That's a nineties, eighties, nineties trope. Too. Yeah. So. Uh, and and those people all gave birth to uh, men's rights podcasters. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> hey, Sinbad, your mom was a lady. We think. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? A M I R I T E. Am I right? It sounds like a. That'd be a great premise for like a Tim Heidecker yeah. experimental comedy where he just goes, "Ladies, am, am I, I right? Am I am I right? Am I right? Ladies." And then spaghetti comes out of the, out of the trees. <laughs> Spooked, yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the stumble. Yeah. So, so they're taking the they're taking this giant thing into the city, which first of all, you're driving in Chicago. The last thing you want is a giant vehicle. That's true. Like yeah. that is not. I don't even want to go to Chicago in, under any circumstances, considering just not the violence, just the. Yep. Just the traffic. I just don't like driving in Chicago. I'm not a fan. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about that. And this is important as somebody who used to go to Chicago all the freaking time for concerts. If you don't leave early enough, 
you're going to run into traffic. You can't tell me that they live in a suburb of Chicago and they don't fucking know that. Maybe we should leave about an hour early. <laughs> Even from a suburb. Literally. That's yeah. what I, that's exactly what I was thinking the entire time. I'm like, dude, just leave earlier. Yeah, they're from there. I yeah. mean, you know. You didn't expect that there was going to be traffic? <laughs> into downtown Chicago. That's adorable, you amateurs. Yeah. No, my my buddy is in Chicago right now, uh-huh. uh, seeing seeing the Bears Vikings game, and I imagine he left his house today by six a.m. to be there by nine a.m. Right, just to give him extra time to be there by eleven a.m. so they could be there for kickoff, because that's how you roll into Chicago. That's how you when, roll into you know, Chicago. Correct. And these are supposedly suburbanites who don't understand that, to the point where the like the the fight that they're going to the card has already begun, and they're still like in traffic, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they don't even think they don't even think like let's just leave the TVs on and just watch the fight here. We'll just we'll get there if we get there, and if we don't, we'll just go to a bar and have a beer. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it seems so so easy when you put it that way. <laughs> well, if you're dealing with reasonable people, <laughs> but of course these aren't reasonable characters. So Jeremy Piven uh, decides to to back the car back to the the exit that they passed already. Uh, by using the, the fire lane, which, right. you know, hopefully there's no accidents or anything, you know. <laughs> I've seen people do that in the Chicago, though. Like, they don't care. They don't care. That that lane should not be. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. It shouldn't be full, but people use it. Uh, motorcycle guys are the best in that. They'll just. Well. Just right around everybody. Some but... cross rockets in <laughs> Um, yeah, so they take an exit to the emptiest part of Chicago. <laughs> you know, historically empty Chicago. I mean, there's parts of Chicago that everybody knows. There's just nobody there ever. It's, it's a what? What is the word? It's, it's a ghost town. <laughs> that one part of Chicago that looks suspiciously like a soundstage in Vancouver. Um, uh, yeah, nobody's there. They they take a wrong turn, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which again we had a lot of theories. Like if this were more, if this were like an animated thing, this would be very funny. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, Piven, who is supposed to be kind of the, the 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 leader, I guess, of this crew, um, he's the driver of the van. He's he's renting the van, or he's just to to use it for the night. Um, he's apparently like used a scam to get this, right? Well, like makes sense. He scammed the guy into letting him have this uh, giant thing to There's, ride in. What do they call these? Motor, mobile, mobile home, caravan. motor home. I think it's a caravan. Is it a motor home? Maybe? I think it's a caravan for the third fucking time. I, don't, I think also, I think they call it like that in that. Europe, and you're not European. Oh so. my god, it's a caravan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a caravan. I don't think so. And, and and you know what? The reason why we're here because we were once Europeans, you dickhead. <laughs> so anyway. In the caravan, uh, it's called. It is called a motorhome. I'm literally looking at it. Calling it a caravan. Um, it's a motorhome. I'm calling it a caravan. It's a seventy-eight, seventy-nine thousand dollar motorhome. Do you want to finish my thought, please? <laughs> so they, t- he's stolen this essentially via scam. He says he's going to. He said they got the guy at the dealership to give it to him for a night, uh, so he could try it out and see if he wanted to give it to his employees, as if he's going to spend eighty thousand dollars on each of his sales employees to have their own mobile office. You know, but let's be honest, 
didn't his hairline imply that this was the kind of guy he was going to be? <laughs> and also, the film implies that he's also a raging alcoholic and a gigantic pussy. So, yeah, cause I mean, because they, they're literally like getting as drunk as possible while they're driving in this motorhome on their way to this fight in Chicago. Right, right. <laughs> Where was this fight being held? Right, by the way, because I, I mean, again. The, if you're going to the venues in Chicago, you just turn right off and you're there. There's no need to. If you try and find them the way they're trying to find them, you're never going to get there. I know. I'm thinking like McCormick Place, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It would have to be kind of where they were. It looked like where they were headed, but what do we know? <laughs> just dumb Midwesterners. I know that green screen of the in the background was of where they were headed <laughs> to cover up Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And uh, naturally, because they're all roided out uh, white men, aside from Cuba Gooding Jr., um, they naturally all have major tempers, temper tantrums. Stephen always Dorf, yelling things that are incredibly helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These men are so loud, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, you could say, oh, that's like a typical Chicago guy. I, yeah, I don't know if that's true. I think these guys are just annoying. Cuba Gooding Jr. and and Jeremy Piven are arguing over like having a gun. In, in the motorhome, and like, um, and then they're trying to figure out where to go, and then they hit a guy with their car. And uh, Jeremy Piven, of course, being the the uh, you know the, the ethical guy that he is, he just wants to keep going. <laughs> Let's keep driving. Uh, but ethical. they won't. They it won't let him. Would have been a lot better for him if they had. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. The rest of it wouldn't have happened, and we wouldn't have had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> They get out, they find the guy that they hit, they drag him back into the motorhome, and then they go chasing after a cop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go chase after a hospital? How about that? <laughs> be an idea. Um, hospitals stay still. How about, how about this? You don't get off in a neighborhood you don't know where you're going in. I mean, that seems like a good idea to start with. <laughs> that reminds me of that review that I was just reading about this movie. I think they said something very similar to what you just said. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Better overall because you know it doesn't have cops right away. Right. Right. Cops are not going to help you right away. They're going to try to neutralize a threat right away. Right. That's where. Yeah, the cops aren't are stopping you. for yeah. you chasing them. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's on his way to an emergency. I know you have an emergency, <laughs> but he's on his way to one, so you might want to find a different way to go. <laughs> Maybe. But then they had no idea where they were, so it didn't matter what they did. Again, they none of that. They had to be from, like, Moline. <laughs> <laughs> Famed Chicago suburb. <laughs> right. Moline. Exactly. Because it's like, if you can't, you can't be fucked to know where you're going in Chicago, <laughs> don't go to Chicago. And I'm sorry, even us, you know, Iowans right here on the river know that you don't go into certain parts of Chicago. It's just how it's always been. You, If you don't want to die, don't go this way. If you don't want to die, go, go that way. <laughs> My God, if we know that, then why don't these idiots that actually live in Illinois not know that? <laughs> is, but you've described why they made this movie is this, you know, this paranoid fantasy of what it's what it's like down there. And I, I know that there are violent areas of Chicago. I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of this is just like intimidating people. A lot 100%. of this is just, you know, trying to pretend that uh, it's a lot of media spin mm -hmm. in many ways. And I, 
And I can hear you bros out there going, well, oh. let's take you to downtown Chicago, drop you off and see how you do. God, people used to say that to us all the time. Like, uh, why would you even use that as a threat? Yeah. I'm not getting into a car with you. Let alone <laughs> I'm sitting not going to go hours. anywhere with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna... like, I'm going to sit and wait while you take me somewhere dangerous. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> well, proves my point that I'm right. <laughs> Good one, Cletus. <laughs> Thanks, Cletus. Yeah, um, but it, that's the that's the kind of the premise mm-hmm. of the film is people being scared of urban areas. Well, yeah, and 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 the the like they described in that one inter- or one review where she was just like, you know, it, it it just this paranoia of of these areas, which by the way, as we're thinking of it too, this film, <laughs> as empty as it is, my God, do they have a lot of superstores there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, we'll for there. an empty part of Chicago, which, by the way, does not exist, <laughs> there are a lot of superstores there. They, so they it. get, they get hit by a car after they've picked up the guy who also happens to have been shot and is carrying blood money, literal money covered in blood. But yeah, <laughs> so poetic. They, uh, they're chasing down the cop, and then suddenly they just get hit by a car. And they can no longer control their vehicle, which they drive into an alley to the point where the the motorhome just gets stuck between two buildings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bad guys come in, they break out the back window, they drag the guy who was shot out, and then they shoot him again. This time to make sure he's dead, I guess. But, you know, they don't think to bring out the other guys no. that are witnesses to this crime yet. Yeah. Right. So they get the chance. <laughs> they to want run to do away. their business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did they just grab everybody? Like everybody out now. Come on, come on, everybody out this back. Come on. It's like let their boss decide out here what they're gonna do with them instead of giving them the opportunity to like you know go out the other side. Their boss Fallon. 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 <laughs> that- I- the Dude, name that of sounds like a sixth grader girls. now. <laughs> Fallon? Yeah. Fallon was on Dynasty, and Jimmy Fallon is on Shitty TV. <laughs> this movie is the Jimmy yeah. Fallon of action movies. <laughs> I want that for this film. That's great. That's great. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of there and pleasant, but not really very entertaining. No. <laughs> like, you don't want to hate him. But uh, you you don't really want to watch him do comedy either. No. God, that's... <laughs> Remember when I used to talk about beige music in Matchbox Twenty? That's Jimmy Fallon. Oh, like so beige, so beige, like like that that really kind of crunchy khaki. <laughs> Those bugle boys that you had to wear in nineteen eighty four. Oh wow, that's Jimmy Fallon beige. Mm. It's true. It's not. It, you know, that's an easy joke to make, but it's true. It it's is true, true though. Like it hits. It hits. It uh, hits. You know, but thankfully he wasn't in this movie. No, um, no but he, would have, he would have been a great Jeremy Piven. Could have laughed at his lines all the way throughout the movie because he he can't get through anything without laughing. <laughs> it's just, just say it, Jimmy. This is a movie. <laughs> this is not a live skit. It's a movie. Are you? Anyway, um, <laughs> I I feel bad. Because I I am one of those I I, I like Emilio Estevez and yeah. I feel bad that he's in this movie and that 
he's in this movie. Do you feel bad that he was the sixth choice for the lead role of this movie? Ooh. I love your fucking trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I need to know sixth who was. choice. Yeah. He so, was, they went, he was so far down the list of actors that they wanted for this. Everybody kept passing on it to the point where they went, they could, okay, we got to go to Emilio. Emilio is the only one. He's available. <laughs> and he goes, all right, I'll do it for four million dollars seriously yeah i'd be doing and they're like, like breakfast and a pack of cigarettes all right well hang on we're gonna we're gonna call like three other actors no they they did not i'm just guessing yeah we're gonna call three other actors and see if they're available and if they're not we'll come back to you <laughs> now they first wanted Aww. they first wanted tom cruise because of course you want in 1993 your first call is going to be tom cruise he, he said no Christian Slater turned it down after that. I could see that, though. But then he wouldn't he be making True Romance at the time anyway? Oh, uh, yeah. At yeah. that point? Um, yeah, so that, they only list two actors who turned it down, but he, think, he was very far down the list of the people he wanted. See, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, this would have been easier to cast and cheaper had they not had Emilio and Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, get somebody like Craig Sheffer. You know? <laughs> Known box office draw, Craig Shepard. <laughs> or, or pre-McDreamy, Patrick Dempsey, who's probably looking for work at that point, because let's face it, Can't Buy Me Love was the last movie he made. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, it was the... Garbage movie. The, the Rent Boy movie that he did. Lover Boy. <laughs> Lover Boy. Where he delivers Rent. pizzas and delivers the, the spice, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Ew. Yeah. Like, like oh, do God. that. Like, that. I'm sure they were busy. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio, don't do movies like this. Let's go back in time and stop you from making this movie. <laughs> this is the end for him. <laughs> Truly, I like in, in terms of a lead actor, like this is this is it. Like he doesn't oh. have much of a career after this because within two years of making this, he's making an appearance in <laughs> Jerky Boys the movie. Oh. <laughs> and then he's dead in the first ten minutes of Mission Impossible. <laughs> Oh, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. That makes me sad. <laughs> Everything you know him for is before this stakeout, stakeout two, <laughs> stakeout two, electric boogaloo. We skipped that three. earlier. We should have watched that this year. Oh yeah, we, we should. We, we totally, we totally skipped another stakeout another stakeout which actually would have been probably kind of funny yeah you've done the young guns and young Guns two and men at work free jack mighty ducks and loaded weapon all before he did this Fuck movie. free jack that's all i'm saying <laughs> i hate that movie so much God. well i i think back of like wisdom do you remember wisdom no him and him and demi Moore. you don't remember wisdom i remember maximum overdrive Stephen King was oh on God. so much cocaine <laughs> while making Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> he, Did he say he this? Doesn't, he doesn't remember making the movie, Shut and he directed up. it. He directed it. Oh, my God. Stephen King directed Maximum He directed Maximum Overdrive. Holy shit. Based off of his own work. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, like, for him and Mick, like, back... Nose candy? I don't know if Emilio Estevez was on any coke. Mick Jagger wasn't in uh, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, no, he's in Free Jack. He's in Free Jack. Does it matter, though? 
Because I'm sorry. There's a scene in in Maximum Overdrive where a kid where a guy goes to get a, a can of Coke, and all, by this time a, a comet has flown over the Earth and turned all of the machines uh, into sentient beings that are killing humans. So he's going to get this Coke, and he puts in his money and it won't give it to him. So he starts hitting it, and then it fires a can of Coke right into his balls. <laughs> A fucking shotgun blast, and oh then puts God. one right in his fucking forehead. Just... Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I hate it. I no, hate it. no, yeah. You like my emojis? They've got this unlicensed green goblin that they put on the front of a semi truck, yeah. and that's the bad guy of the movie. I used to have nightmares about that truck, though. Here, Fuzzy, I'll just show you a picture. Since we're off on a tangent, this is a real movie. This is <laughs> no, real. It's a real movie. It was made by what Ra- Nathan Rabin has called a sentient bag of cocaine. That is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, you know, I would love. I, I, uh, I think I would enjoy movies made by people <laughs> on max amounts of cocaine. <laughs> it, they feel like they. Well, don't you? I mean, look at them. <laughs> Even the, the the semi itself was on blow. <laughs> Oh my God. The best death of the movie is like they think that she's a waitress, and she's like just—they're all trapped inside of this this truck stop, and all these trucks have now come to life and are circling the truck stop. And she's like, she's had enough. She just runs out the front door and goes, "We made you, we made you." Oh my God! And then they run her over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's enough about. So much, <laughs> so much cocaine. Of course, at that time, what was that? Eighty six. Maximum Overdrive. Something like that. So, like that would be the height of like disco yeah. uh, cocaine culture. Cocaine disco culture. was dead by then. No, the disco was still open though. You could still go dancing. It was called the Disco Tech then. Disco Tech. <laughs> white people, white people dancing. <laughs> wow, that's uh, enough. Uh, yeah. So, Emilio, this is his last. This bums me out Stand. because I, I, although I have to say. He got his $4 million and he's like, peace out. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I was also going to say in this movie though, he looks kind of dead behind the eyes, doesn't he? Oh yeah. And that, that bummed me out too. Like maybe he was just getting tired of the shit. And you wanted, he wanted to go back to being a director like on Wisdom. Oh, Wisdom. <laughs> Which he did. He goes on to be a director in the future. Oh, so Like good for, for TV him. shows or for films? He did that a couple films. They're not very good. Oh. <laughs> did he put his dad in one of them? One of them, yeah. Yeah, I figured that out. Yeah. He could make, like, his dad is movies. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. And his brother is Charlie. Oh, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos is there another Sheen? I'm sure. There's a Sheen who's in, always in, in your movies. It's Michael Sheen. No. He's not related. No. He's from Wales. No, Joe. Joe. <gasps> Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Yes. Yeah. He's not Martin a Sheen. Sheen. He's definitely... Martin Sheen's brother. That's right. And Joe... Oh, Joe. Joe was in Soul Taker. He was in Soul Taker. <laughs> Don't forget he was in Werewolf. Werewolf. Um, so there was this weird trend. I'm going to show you a picture As I turned MJ again. Uh, there's this weird trend where like everybody in the 80s had a brother who was also in movies. But they were like... Like like, like like the Wish.com version of that. <laughs> it's like Patrick Swayze's like much uglier brother. Like Patrick, yeah, exactly. It's like like like, like if you Frank if you, Stallone. <laughs> it's like 
meeting a celebrity at the mall just so they can go and sign <laughs> autographs for their for their siblings. <laughs> Hanks's brother. Hanks has a brother. He does actually sounds just like him. He does the voice of Woody now. Oh my god, that's so funny. Because <laughs> Tom's not going to do it for a commercial, but we can get Tom's brother. <laughs> I want to do like a side-by-side for Fuzzy here so you can kind of oh get like god. an idea of what I'm talking about. <laughs> get hey. me Steven Spielberg. Get me Steven Spielberg's Mexican non-union equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes back to the Simpsons for me. Oh my god. Oh, he was in 2016's Fangs and Spurs. Who was? Joe Estevez. Oh, Joe. Okay, see what I'm talking about? Like he's he's like the drunk version of Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because because like Charlie and Emilio yeah. brothers, both actors, mm-hmm. both did really important films. Um, you know, <laughs> sorry, Charlie, <laughs> Carlos. Um, what was Patrick Swayze's brother's name? I'll show you. <laughs> Wish.com, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Or no, it's Timu now. Like, I'm sorry, it's Timu now. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's like this gorgeous dancer's body, like just the handsomest man in the world. It is. And somehow this guy is his brother. <laughs> but, like, but, like he's that he like you think you dream of Patrick Swayze, but you wake up and you realize, like, no, I think that was actually his brother that was in there. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> Don Swayze. Don. Oh God, Don. No. Side by side comparison, if we may. Oh my goodness! Yeah, see, but like you've got Patrick, who's hot. Look at they're using a picture of Patrick as Don there. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. See, we've got Patrick Swayze at home. <laughs> Isn't that weird. So that that was like a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To the point where like I think Frank Stallone, Don Swayze. And like Travolta's brother, maybe, yeah, or if Travolta had a brother, like I think they all appeared in a movie together. Somebody, it's Tom Cruise's brother who has a different last name for him. Tom Cruise brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, see him. Oh yeah, he's because he's just he's terrifying. He's again like looks nothing like Tom. Like Tom is like this perfectly chiseled face, and then you've got his brother William Mapother. <laughs> that's uh, that's Tom Cruise's bro. Yeah, we kind of need you back in the game. Here, <laughs> Oh, Tom, Cruise's, Tom brother. Cruise's brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and okay. it's like you can kind of see it. <laughs> you can kind of see it, but you're really going to buy his DVD out of the dollar bin. <laughs> William, Ma- is it Mayfather? Mayfather? Wouldn't, they, wouldn't Judgment Night be great if they made it with everybody's brother? Instead? I would love that fucking movie. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm pretty sure that... We've got the... Burt Leary. We've got Andre Gooding. We've got... <laughs> I'm positive that there was an MST. Uh, like they, they actually thought about that. Like just all the brothers, <laughs> Frank, of, Don, and Joe are all exactly, in a movie together. Exactly. Ow. Yes. <laughs> I would pay five dollars to see that movie. Five dollars. <laughs> I would invest fifteen to have it made. <laughs> <laughs> and you would turn it off in under ten minutes. <laughs> By the way. That's the other thing we forgot to mention in this movie is that um, it never was going to end. Like every was... time we thought time had passed, <laughs> be like, "How much longer is left? Fifty-five minutes? How much longer is left? Fifty minutes?" This movie's been on for three hours. So much, and it's an hour and forty-five minute movie. It wouldn't end. It just kept going and going. 
But you know what? Let's let's all take a. It's an extended chase scene. So the movie is it just is. this chase where like they're running from Dennis Leary and his group of bad guys, including Everlast, right? Everlast. And the bad guy from the mask. Yeah. That, oh, right, right. <laughs> the Jim Carrey mask. Yeah, that's right. I and I thought he looked like Killian Murphy. <laughs> um, he's a well-known actor. I don't remember. I know his he's name. a character actor. Yeah. You know. Um. um oh. Yeah, name escapes me though. Judgment. Whatever his name is. Oh, Sykes. Uh, Peter Green. Peter Green. Peter Green. Good. He's one of those that guy faces. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not to be confused with the ex Fleetwood Mac head Peter Green. <laughs> same guy. Because he's dead. There's just the, <laughs> those the same, same guy. guy. It's totally the same guy. <laughs> uh, they're the Everlast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everlast. I'm like, no, that's the dude from House of Pain. So Everlast, yeah, it's Everlast. <laughs> Literal dialogue Literal between Amy and I. In the movie. No, it's the guy from House of Pain. <laughs> right. So Everlast, then. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there because I don't think I I have uh, pointed this out enough. Hmm. Soundtrack still slaps. Oh my god, it does. I'm <laughs> telling you. And actually, you've been telling us about this soundtrack, and we have not heard any every of it. Every time, and it's like, no, it faded. You guys suck. If you guys would just open your ears and open your hearts, you would have heard some of these tracks. We can't open our hearts to a movie this bad. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the soundtrack is awesome. And actually, this was one of the first times where you took like rockers, and not just like. Like just regular rock and roll, but like indie artists, and they, you collab them with awesome hip hop artists. I mean, it was just kind of an unprecedented move, and it was really fucking cool. Now, if they could have done that with a better movie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just with a better movie. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, progressive metal band Tool and rap uh, rock rap group uh, Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. recorded songs for the soundtrack. And they hated them so much, they ended up scrapping them, and they were never heard from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, though, you still had Mud Honey and Sir Mix-a-Lot together, though. That was pretty fucking cool. That was pretty bad. Run run down this amazing soundtrack You know what? Thank you for finally finally asking me to do that. (laughs) So we get Helmet and House of Pain. Um, Teenage Fan Club Wait, and Everlast is on the soundtrack and in the movie? Duh, that's how he got it. That's how he, he got he was able to work on the, the album. No one really wanted to work with House of Pain, but whatever. Living Color and Run DMC, fucking awesome. Biohazard and Onyx, Slayer and Ice-T, Faith and More and Booyah Tribe, Sonic Youth and, Sir, and Cypress Hill, uh, Mud Honey and Sir Mix-a-Lot, Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien, fuck yeah, Therapy and Fatal and Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. Boom, baby. And you didn't even get to hear most of those. So. <laughs> but, what was the single? Was there a single? It was the it was the main one, Fallen, with the De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. Hmm. So, and it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even played on the radio. So, like, I mean, these are, these are some deep cuts. But <laughs> fuck yeah. God, I love the soundtrack. Like, I'm literally going to put this in my car tomorrow. I just, I've missed this disc so much. But now and you never like, want to forget the experience of, of watching, watching this the movie. movie. Yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't get to hear any movie. of these fucking songs. <laughs> so they're uh, they're on the run. Dennis Leary's yeah. chasing them. They end up running into the sewer. They get rid of one guy. And they're running the again. I love the sewer scene. They get so wet. So, so soggy. It's very, it's very soggy. soggy movie. Soggy absolutely. jeans. Yep. And sewer smell. Mm. 
you know, they need to bring back smell-o-vision for this movie. I agree. You could smell like the, the rust in the blood. Oh, Bloody cuts over So much rust. tetanus. So much tetanus. So much tetanus. God, it's just like swimming in the Mississippi River. I feel like I River. got tetanus from the movie. <laughs> you have to go have multiple shots after the show. That's uh, rabies, what happened? You idiots. What happened? Uh, I watched Judgment Day. Oh, no. No. Uh, not another Judgment Day related injury. <laughs> Damn it. You look a they need to peaking. ban that movie already. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. <laughs> the movie's covered in rust. <laughs> but you know bros liked it though. You know bros were all about this movie. Well, to the point where this movie got a 25th anniversary screening in Chicago. It did? Yeah. When it turned 25. They, they held a screening of it and had the director come. This is a beloved cult classic. No, I think that they played one theater in Joliet and that was it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, why, why? this movie? Why? And, and I want to know, did everyone go to it? Like the entire town that was missing from Chicago? <laughs> went to see the, 25th the entire empty portion of Chicago. They all turned out in <laughs> <and> mass. <laughs> The bus driver, she's showing up right inside an autograph. <laughs> you had the best line in there. I don't think so. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Don't stop in that neighborhood if you don't have to. But see, I still felt bad because I still wanted Emilio to survive. He was the only one that was, you know, every one of them was being a pussy. <laughs> Steven Dorff's arc is being a pussy. He's, he's Cuba like Gooding angry. Jr.'s arc is is just uh, i'm an asshole wants to i have to prove that i'm the most macho guy that's true jeremy piven was just just a coward yeah who ends up getting thrown off of a roof in, in the most cathartic moment of the movie i do <laughs> and it's like none of us gave a shit no and, and here's his big heroic sacrifice and and then you have it's you not have, heroic though like he's being such, such a total wuss like he's just like He's not even trying to be heroic and save his friends. No. Not really. No, he's, he's trying if, to save his own were, ass. If he were heroic, he'd be like, you guys go. I'm going to try and pay him off and right. you know, run. Guys, you leave. I'll take care of this. You guys go. No, he, he wanted them to wait for him. He wanted his friends to fucking wait for yeah, him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And beyond that, it's like when, when Cuba Gooding Jr., his character, Mike, when he's like, afterwards, he's like, didn't have to die like that, man. It's like we don't care. <laughs> uh, don't bring it back on our account. Trick from the beginning to the exactly. end. Like, like we didn't don't we don't give a fuck about any of these characters, <laughs> honestly. Because like Emilio Estevez is just barely there. Like yeah. he is so checked out throughout the entire movie. He's like, just did, did that four million dollar check cash? All right. <laughs> <clears throat> like that's all he gives a fuck about. I got my paper, so yeah. I can go. He's a, he's a total non-entity. Stephen Dorff is on the verge of tears because that's just his style of acting. I, was gonna say, I, I think he just pinches himself before everything, like yeah, just enough to, just... to make his eyes water in every scene. There were so many moments with him that I'm like, I, I don't buy that you're an actor at all. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I ever liked Stephen Dorff was because he was good friends with Michael Stipe. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You yeah. know, he's an actor. He's an indie actor. And then it's like, I'm watching this one. You suck. You're not good at this. What I... I prefer his work in Dorf on Golf. Oh, remember Dorf on Golf. <laughs> Steven Dorf on Steven Golf. <laughs> I, somebody has had to have made that a thing. Come on. I'm typing that in right now. Oh, that isn't a mashup. <laughs> waiting to happen. Fucking brilliant is what that is. You know is. he quit. He had to quit playing golf. Oh. If he ever did, he just like, after he saw that there was a Dorf on Golf, it's like, fuck, all my friends are just going to make that joke. 
it. Now, for those of you who don't know the joke, <laughs> because you're under 50, <laughs> there was a there was a comedy. It was very funny. Yes. Uh, a guy got down on his knees and pretended to be a little person Aww. and played poorly at golf. Right. And that's the joke. And he used to make videos called Dorf on Golf. Multiple videos. Oh, was that? It was Tim that, Conway. That everybody it? bought for their grandfather. Oh. Every granddad just would have like <laughs> that's true. They're like oh, three copies of Dorf on Golf. Love me that Dorf on Golf. Yeah, okay, we got him a tie. We got him uh, a vest and Dorf on Golf. <laughs> Merry Christmas. See, the joke <laughs> um, rhymes with dwarf. Dwarf, exactly. The joke. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the joke. God bless. Oh, I forgot Vincent Schiavelli was part of that. Oh, uh, was Another he? a great character actor. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, there was the video in 1987 that came out, Dwarf on Golf. Oh, wow. Wow. Is he like the guy that like has to try and keep up with Dwarf when Dwarf is doing all of his an- antics? I th- <laughs> his his he's, up, he's getting he's up his golfing shenanigans. One shenanigan and two tomfooleries. <laughs> Please, wow! But no jokes. No jokes. <laughs> Just, We're not going to make this feel, funny. We've already got ableism, guys. <laughs> That's the only joke we need. We keep the wacky and the zany in the closet for this one. One shenanigan. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm canceling Dorf on Golf, okay? Yeah, I did. Oh my god. It's done. Sorry. I've been waiting so long for this to happen. <laughs> we finally canceled something from 1987. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> god damn it. Dorf on It's a real thing. You wouldn't have gone to the bathroom. What is that? We were talking about Stephen Dorf, the actor who's in Judgment Day. Which led to a conversation about Dorf on Golf. Where he put Stephen Dorf on Golf all in one thing, like a mashup. Yeah. And then we... Your great-grandparents all had Dorf on Golf videos. They did. Yeah. VHS. The comedy is that a little person plays golf. Yeah. Badly. Yeah. And I think he gives lessons. He does. He does. Aww. To Vincent Schiavelli. <laughs> uh, IMDb gives Dorf on Golf 6.9 out of 10. <laughs> That's high praise, IMDb. <laughs> they probably love Judgment Night. Let's put that one in here. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, anyway, can we get to the uh, Superstore, please? <laughs> so they, ch- they come out of the sewer, and they're still being chased by Dennis Leary and his goons. The ones that are left. Him and Everlast. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> he killed the other goon, I guess. Um, <laughs> the other goons. <laughs> he's goon goons. one. That's his. That's his. Oh, <laughs> was that how he's credited? I think he's goon Ooh, one. I've always wanted to be lady number three. <laughs> <laughs> goons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, they they get chased into uh, what we thought was a warehouse. <laughs> It's fucking not a warehouse. <laughs> it's it's a grocery store first. <laughs> it's a grocery also, store. And then it was and then and, they, antiques. It was antiques. antiques. It was sporting goods. Sporting, sporting goods. Go- bikes. bikes. There was Lots a whole bikes. wind chime section which cannot be described to anyone. <laughs> a, lot, a, yeah. a lot of glass. Well, there was a deli in glass. the basement, like deli. with sit down seats. Right. Absolutely. There's a carnival upstairs. Uh, there's a shoe store, Carnival <laughs> Shoe Store, <laughs> an Old Navy, a Forever 21. They were all in the <laughs> building. There was a subway. There was a subway somewhere in there. <laughs> My God. There was a, there was a, every, there was a bait shop. Every the step shop they took, they were just right. in a different part of this bizarre store. Like, 
So one minute you're walking past lettuce and then suddenly there's bicycles. <laughs> then there's a whole display of empty old style boxes. And then, but that's the thing. It's like the way when they went in there, it looked post-apocalyptic. There was no <laughs> one fucking there. Yeah. And then I just kept saying, I'm like, okay, guys, there are fresh peaches over there. <laughs> <laughs> and some severely like really green lettuce, really green lettuce. Like this has literally just been put out. And fresh melons. <laughs> And and then all of a sudden we have a an employee who comes out with a with a big old vat of, of beer. Yeah. And it's like, where were you? And he's got his headphones on. <laughs> I can't hear a thing. He's being shot at multiple times. Multiple times. He can't sing to save his life either. That was really upsetting. But I'm sorry, but the, there's no way that the headphones that we had in the '90s would were blocking out that kind of sound. We that way, we never had that kind of sound blockage. We could hear people whispering <laughs> when we were listening to Metallica on full blast. So I mean, come on. Yeah, the it's Walkman did not have that kind of no. sound balance. I'm sorry. No, you'd hear gunshots. <laughs> I don't think they even have the technology today. You still hear gunshots even with noise canceling headphones. Where do we live? Where are you guys hearing all these gunshots? What the fuck? I walk outside and I hear birds chirping. <laughs> that reminds me of like the, the washing machine ad or the washing machine like uh the soap ads from back in the day where they always had blood in it and you're like, How are you all why are you all so bloody all the time? <laughs> it's so much blood. <laughs> Shout out Richard Jetty. I think that oh was my- his joke. <laughs> I don't steal jokes on this show. I give full credit. Richard Jetty, 1989. Oh, yeah. Why are you all so bloody all the time? <laughs> so bloody. <laughs> my God. If it wasn't Richard Jetty, I apologize to whoever wrote it, that. It was, some, it was one of you guys. It was, one, the it was it one of you matter. white guys with a suit yeah, jacket and it jeans. Could be Richard Lewis. <laughs> it, it could be Kevin Meany. We don't. <laughs> Throwing out names here. <laughs> um, it was right before their airline food bit. That's right. Airline oh. food, which you can get on the seventh floor oh. <laughs> of the superstore we're in here. Observational humor, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Women be like. <laughs> what do they? What do they be like? <laughs> Women be like. Take out the garbage. Men be like. You are the garbage. No. Oh. That's me. <laughs> you said that's your wife, you dick. Welcome to our alpha podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. The least alpha people. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a proud beta. I, I, I literally just canceled Dorf on Golf. <laughs> <laughs> What's lower than beta, you guys? <laughs> Oh God, I don't want to think about that because Chewy. that just gets into fan fiction. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about dominance and submissives next. Uh, so we're not doing that. No. no. At least not on this podcast. No, when I start my own. <laughs> Talking about your own random stuff. Exactly. I'm going to have a full MySpace presence and everything with mine. Wow. You wait. You wait. Um. Yeah. Were we talking about Judgment Night? Yeah, the movie is yeah, called so, Judgment so Night. The multi-level superstore that yeah. they kept fighting it. And what, what, what my favorite part of that was, was every time the camera turned, they were in a different section <laughs> yeah. of a different store. But it was when they started fighting where they got knocked into those wind chimes. Because I didn't believe it. I'm like, wind chimes? There's a whole fucking wall of wind chimes. How many people in Chicago are buying wind chimes? Just that one, like... Well, you guys, we had a real run on wind chimes this week. <laughs> they do call us right, the Windy look, City. We, we need a full wall 
of wind chimes. <laughs> Who's going to merchandise that? <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get Teddy from accounting. <laughs> You're good with wind chimes, aren't you? <laughs> and there's so... hire a wind chime specialist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they call me the wind chime specialist. <laughs> I know every sound. Oh, I found the, I found the other actors that they wanted to head of of Emilio. Oh, so boy. it was Tom Cruise, it yeah. was Christian Slater. Yeah. They passed. Uh they went to John Travolta. They did. And they wanted uh, Kevin Spacey as the bad guy for, that went up went to be on to be Dennis Leary. Oddly enough, then Dennis Leary goes on to do the ref with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Then they wanted Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta wouldn't do this movie. Yeah. He's beyond a, that kind of shit. That's what they wanted. They wanted Ray Liotta. <laughs> Instead, they got Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Maybe he should have offered Ray Liotta $4 million. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's assuming that he wasn't going to be making better movies at that point. <laughs> so. Shock of shocks, this movie went direct to video in UK. <laughs> no. You know what they- <laughs> They should have done like stunt casting and put Joe Pesci as the lead of this movie. <laughs> Could you imagine? He just had a baby with a young young wife. You know what I mean? He's like, two youths. He's too... <laughs> Keep firing guns at us. But take all the heads and put it in a duffel bag. Are you ready for yeah, this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. The film is considered to be a loose remake or updated version of Deliverance. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's not. You know how I know it's not? Because I just watched this movie. Because there are more people in Deliverance. Oh my god. Than there is in downtown Chicago in this movie. <laughs> wow. How dare they say how dare they say that? I don't know. This and no one says. actually got, got to squeal like a pig in this movie. No, that would have been an exciting scene. That Jeremy would... Pivot's character. <laughs> squeal like a pig. Oh, oh my god. god. Be fucking brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. How irritating would he be in that scene? I would I It's <laughs> the whole movie of, of just that. And just being <laughs> anally raped by some hillbillies in Chicago. In a superstore under wind chimes. They're That's Chicago. my new movie. Oh, wow. That's my new movie. Oh, God. <sighs> God Jesus. Amy is canceled. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this podcast before, I've been canceled for almost a year now. <laughs> I'm not going to stop now. You know who we're missing in this movie? Jurgen Proke now. Yeah, he would have been nice. Jurgen. Yeah, he would have made it better. A, a better been, villain. Him yeah. is him is the Leary character. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. He's out of their price range. Yeah. You know, so it's weird because we just did the uh we did back to back Learys. Yeah. Demolition, Demolition Man, Man sucked. And then he was in this movie. It sucked. And he got to do things that he had written for his own comedy in both of these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how irritating that was. <laughs> and I loved Dennis Lear. Like, I fucking loved him until yeah. I realized how much he'd ripped off of Bill Hicks. How much. And there was just so much of it. And I'm sorry. I have one tattoo. It's on my back. It's Bill Hicks. And yeah. that, that man, I stand for the rest of my life. So. Yeah, Dennis Leary, had a, he's got a hit song on top of me of Comedian. Oh, Asshole, though. That was a it's fucking called, funny song. The song is called Asshole, because yeah. he, and the whole thing is his, I'm an asshole, oleo, oleo, oleo. <laughs> I'm an asshole. He's the world's biggest asshole. Well, he did it. His, his big uh, stand-up was No Cure for Cancer. Yeah. And it was, like, one of those that was 
really kind of biting and, and different, but again, a lot of it lifted from Hicks. Yeah. So. But a lot of the jokes were were like, I'm not allowed to say this. I'm going to hell for oh, this bit. Oh. You, you can't make that film today. <laughs> That's the equivalent of that. You know what I and, mean? And it's like, no, literally he did say that, though. So it's okay. You know, it's okay. He did actually do he it. Actually, he actually did it. <laughs> like, you, you can't sit here and say I'm censoring him. It's literally the thing he's most famous for. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. still fully available wherever you want it. See, again, in our 20s, we loved it. What was wrong with us in our 20s? <laughs> we also used to like Dennis Miller, so. Oh, all right, <laughs> I mean, I know he's not dead, but still, you're he dead might to as me, well be. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do we get off on this area? Uh, it always ends up here. Hey, you're right. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, well, final thoughts on Judgment Day? Yeah. Night? Judgment Judgment night? night. Judgment, judgment Day. Uh... Judgment Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> judgment Afternoon. <laughs> judgment After Dark. Dog Day Judgment Afternoon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Stephen Hopkins, did he ever make another movie after this? He made a bunch of movies. Were they shitty? Uh, they're not. He's not a bad director. I don't even think this is a badly directed movie. Okay. I just think it's just not a good idea. To try and make us believe that Chicago is completely empty. It's just, yeah, like if you've ever been to Chicago, you would know that this was filmed on a on a lot somewhere where they didn't have to hire any extras because so he, this he was, was ridiculous. He was the director of Highlander. Um, there can be only one. There can be only one. Okay. Uh, he directed Nightmare on Elm Street Five, the Dream, the Dream Child. I am one of the only people that loves that movie. Isn't that a great one? I, I fucking love that movie. Dream Child. It's actually a great one. Yeah. So. Um. Then he directed Predator 2, which yeah. is actually better than the original Predator. Is it? Is it? Danny Glover's Predator. <laughs> <laughs> he put Danny Glover in front of anything. But then Danny Glover's he, hamburger. He follows this movie up with Blown Away. Oh, my <laughs> Jeffy! That movie's so fucking Jeff good. Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. It's a classic, Not as man. funny as uh, in Hot Shots. Definitely not. <laughs> Not, there's one special scene in that where you're going to be like, oh, that sucks. But man, let it, me tell uh, you that the the title of that movie, it's no joke. Lots of things getting blown away. Uh, he did uh, Ghost in the Darkness after that. But then he ended his career. Uh, he did keep working after this, but really the end of his career <laughs> was Lost in Space. Isn't that kind of appropriate, uh, though? Because yeah. fuck that movie. Oh, that's terrible. Unwatchable. Matthew LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Joey. Uh, play in Lost in Space. <laughs> they, they thought that they would take the premise of like, and that was really popular at the time too. To like, let's make movies about old TV shows from the from the fifties and sixties kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a giant misstep. Oh, huge! Giant it was misstep. so bad. Yeah. It was yeah. such a terrible movie. My God! Oh, it's just unwatchable. It is unwatchable. It absolutely is unwatchable. <laughs> MJ, do you have a, a recommendation for for Judgment Night? <laughs> so you don't recommend it or you do no recommend i don't it? recommend it how are you feeling about the 90s these days i don't recommend them <laughs> <laughs> that's great I, I, assure, I assure you the music was good <laughs> it's really all we had Parody movies. Yeah. yeah. The music yep. and the parody movies. Yep. I mean, especially early 90s, because, man, once you get to the late 90s, just fuck them because they're not good. <laughs> but, I mean, we've talked about that before. So, 
next week. What's next week? There's only one movie that came out next week. Okay. Uh, so I was going to make a, a an executive order to make a change. I don't want to hear that. Oh boy. Okay, fine. We'll watch Rudy then. No. <laughs> that, that, that listen to my idea. Out of inspirational speech, speeches, that one was half a Rudy. <laughs> All right, so what, what, what was the other one? Uh, my idea, because that's the only movie that comes out next week, we pull forward, we pull we pull from the future, okay. back to next week, Fatal Instinct, with Armando Sante, which is a parody, parody of Basic movie. Instinct. Yeah. It's, a par- it's the final parody movie of the year. Okay. I think we should. And if we do that, then that means that on October 29th, just before Halloween, it's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my gosh, I forgot that came out in 93. Why did I think that was later? I don't know. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Let's, All right, let's, let's do that. Next week that. will be Fatal Instinct because we don't want to watch Rudy. Fuck Rudy. Fuck Rudy. Um, <laughs> God, I love our show. And then, so uh, and then, and then it'll be uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Perfect. How's the Facebook page? Looking good. How's the Tumblr? <laughs> it's looking. <laughs> For me to make a page. <laughs> no, I just I just posted last week's Demolition Man, um, as well as Sean's review over on our, on our Facebook page. Yeah. So you can check that out. And then, of course, this that you're listening to right now, we did last week. But that'll be on next week. Something you're welcome. Like that. Yes. It's the, a lot of words. You're welcome. It's the mystery of the internet. What's and it? also, don't forget to check out my tree outside where I post daily. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, that tree's gone now. <laughs> Wait, the tree's gone? That one. That one. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I thought it was that one out there. No, it was that one out there. Oh. Imagine if you would, I listeners, the that tree. there was a tree to our right. That's Wait, what we're pointing at. Then what have they been posting out on that tree? <laughs> I think that that is actually Andy's tree. <laughs> My cat has his own Facebook and Tumblr. <laughs> Yeah, we only do it with trees. Anyway, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. We love you. Bye. Wait, who's our sponsor? Oh, this podcast was brought to you by the Pontiac Fiero. If depression were a car, the Pontiac Ferrero. Ferrero. <laughs> Guy, Guy Fieri. Geraldine Ferraro. I love you. People would like the the video podcast. Yes, you can write. You can send a self-addressed stamped envelope to six nine six nine. Pueblo, Colorado, 696969-69. You will need a a region-free VHS. (laughs) Because we do everything with PAL here, so good luck.